Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. Today, we're going to go into detail about the Ten Commandments. No, I do not have Charlton Heston here today, but we do have someone, maybe not as famous, but definitely an expert on the Ten Commandments. And that person is none other than our good friend, Scott Wright. Hey, man, Scott, welcome back as we continue on this quest of digging deeper into the kingdom of God. And as you put it, the God-centered concept. Hey, man, I appreciate your time this morning. Well, Bob, thank you for having me on the show. And man, I'm looking forward to a fun discussion today, and I uh, hope the I hope you listeners out there are going to get to, to really be able to personalize the message today in all of our hearts. So this one's this one's definitely should hit home for all of us. Amen. Well, I guess the best way to start is say, you know, there's actually more than 10 commandments because Jesus gave us a greater commandment than the 10 commandments in the Old Testament. Am I right? Correct. Yep. Well, tell us about your primary commandments. You know, you, I think you number them 1, 2, and 10. Uh, as the primary ones is that right it is correct yes okay so let's just start there go ahead well all right so basically if you really look at the ten commandments there as as god gave moses the law up on the mountain and he gave him the ten commandments as the kind of the cornerstone of that law what we have to understand first of all about the ten commandments is we have to ask ourselves why did god do it that way and we should ask those questions. You know, that's, we should be, we should come to the point in our faith that we're okay with asking why, because it actually should deepen our faith when we come to certain conclusions. That does not mean God is going to give us every answer. But I think this is one that we, that God in pre-built the answer before, during, and after. So, Here's what it is. The Ten Commandments are really a spiritual warfare guide. That's that's the first overarching theme here. It is to keep you connected to him and to keep you from connecting to your enemy. The devil, Satan, Amen. however you want to say it. The Ten Commandments primary purpose was to keep is to keep you focused on God and to keep your heart turned towards the Lord mm -hmm. and away from your enemy. You see, when, first of all, when we focus, first of all, our, like when we talk about the two greatest commandments that Jesus spoke, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength and all your might. And then the second's fairly similar, love your neighbor as yourself. Notice the neighbor one is the second one. It is not the first one. The first one will lead to the second one. And he knew that. He knew if you're totally sold out to God, you'll automatically do the second. But 
it's that first one that's the key. And if you really look at the Ten Commandments, I am the Lord your God, you shall have no other gods before me. That's the first and greatest commandment. Well, that connects to the same thing that Jesus already said. The reason he tells us this is because our hearts are the key. And when our hearts are pointed and absorbed, not just pointed, but also completely focused and 100% absorbed in God, following all the other commandments is easy. Yeah. Amen. And it's really a spiritual warfare guide. What Christ is trying to do is to get people to realize that the enemy is attacking their hearts in whatever way. I mean, he's got all these different ways that lead to destruction, but they all try, their aim is to try to do the same thing. And that is to turn you away from your focus and your heart being attached to God. And so if you go to my podcast, God Centered Concept, and you listen to episode one, it's about God's ownership, which totally attaches to the fact that God, you know, loving the Lord your God with all your heart, that's it attaches to that commandment. You get the second in the culture, but the third is that attachment principle. That's where Satan attacks us is in those attachments. Yeah. And we're gonna yeah. we're gonna hit these hard today when we talk about this. So to understand the Ten Commandments, we have to first understand that it is a spiritual warfare guide. It is a way to fight this war. If you really think about the Bible, it is God's authorship, his signature over all his creation. Yeah. That's what every part of the Bible is. And even some of the, you know, even if you dive into the writings that were not put in the Bible for whatever reason, you know, there's 66 books, but if you go to the original Orthodox book, it had more than that. Okay, so we, you can dive into that, and there's still a church in Ethiopia uh, that still exists. It's one of the original Christian churches that was established in that, uh, in Africa. They actually have, some say 81, all the way up to 88 books of the Bible, depending on how you break them down. So, and the Hebrew Bible actually breaks down differently, because if you look at Ezra and Nehemiah, they're put together as one. So they're they're one writing. So as you guys study the Bible itself, remember this. The, to the total work of that is the authorship and signature of God. But every bit of it, regardless of what they canonized or the books that they said were great, but they shouldn't be canonized, they all point to one thing, and that is God is the author, he's the owner, and the last piece of all this is they were spiritual warfare guides. Yeah. Amen. The Bible is a book of warfare, spiritual warfare. It is your guide into how to walk into that realm, because here's the thing. I heard a quote the other day that I think will really resonate. Your flesh does not care where your soul goes. Oh, that's the fact. Yeah. Because your flesh is going to die. Regardless. So it really doesn't care where your soul goes. But your soul, that's the key. And this soul lives in the spirit world all the time. Your flesh just blinds you from being able to see it all. And your spirit needs these things like the Ten Commandments to keep your heart pointed and focused on the Lord. You want to live in the spirit? You want to be spirit-led? Know these Ten Commandments. Amen. And know the first one 
that loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, with all your strength is the key to all of them. Amen. So that first commandment is the greatest commandment, and it totally attaches to the same commandment that Jesus gave us. So the second commandment is you shall have no idols. Is I'm just gonna I'm gonna make this real simple. You should have no idols. Yeah. And remember this. God's name is jealous. He says it. He tells Moses that. He is a jealous God. It is said in the New Testament, in the Old Testament. You know, when we have that sense of jealousy, I want you to think about the most jealous spouse in the world that you've ever met. And and God's jealousy is times a thousand of that. God loves you that much. It's because he loves you that much. But his love comes at a price and that he has to give you freedom because he wants you to love him back. And inside that freedom, you have the freedom to choose something else besides him. And when we do, that's an idol. It's not just setting up wood statues and and statues of gold and whatever and worship and bowing down to them. But when your heart attaches to something else, that is an idol. Amen. Amen. So, so the question is, is how does that start? Well, again, this attachment principle, we can go now to the 10th commandment. The 10th commandment says thou shall not covet. See, covetousness leads to idolatry which takes us away from the first commandment, putting God first, making God the center, not just putting him first. You need to make him the center. You need to make him the everything. See the first, the second and the 10th commandment are the three key commandments. Covetousness is what leads to the issues of commandments three through nine. When you covet, that's what leads you to do those other ones. Yeah. So, Amen. That it, and that's really all about attachment. So that 10th commandment, second commandment, and the first commandment, those are the three great commandments. Amen. Those are the level. Those are the spirit. That is that. Those are the ones that are built in the spirit. Okay. Those are one in the spiritual realm that you can't see. You really can't. You can't just physically see those like you like the other the other the other seven are physical issues they are they're 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 the carrying out of covetousness yeah. they're the carrying out of idolatry Amen. so one Amen. two and ten are the three primary ones that really are a guide in spiritual warfare the other seven are symptoms of our heart being attached to the wrong thing when we take the Lord's name in vain, it means our hearts are not right with God at that moment. I mean, think about it. Let's just go right down it. When we're not yeah. keeping holy the Lord's yeah. day, that means we're not setting aside time for God. And really, what Sabbath, first of all, <laughs> I love it when uh, people say, well, you didn't go to church on Sunday, so you're not keeping the Sabbath. I'm like, the Sabbath is actually Saturday. Mm-hmm if we want to get technical about it. So let's be careful there. And then number two, what that really means is, is that you should set out of every week, a 24 period hour period where you don't work. Yeah. There should be a 24 hour period every week that you don't work. And it allows you to rest 
so that your heart doesn't become too burdened with work and it detach itself from God. That is the point of Sabbath. But the point of Sabbath is not that we make this idolatry thing of church, but that we make sure our hearts are attached to God. And what happens is, is our work can overburden us and make our heart not be attached to God. That's Amen. the point of Sabbath. Amen. So again, here's that covetous issue coming in. Yep. All right. Coveting, coveting work. And then we get into the fifth one, honor thy mother and thy father. Okay. So when you're living under their roof, you shall honor them. What does that teach you? Why you're living under their roof? It should eventually transfer from your that kind of honoring towards your parents to when you move out of the house, now you honor God that way. It teaches you how to relate to God's authority. That's what it is. It's a precursor to when you're an adult that you're going to honor God the same way that you're honoring your mom and dad when you're living under their roof. That's what so, it is. So three through nine basically give the details about numbers one, two, and 10 and what it looks like when you're not focused on God. Exactly. And those, and think about it, three through nine, they're really symptoms. Yeah. And the first three are all about what's in your heart. They're all yeah. about what's going on in that spirit realm. Amen. Three through nine, that's what's coming out. It's kind of like from the mouth, the heart speaks. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> when we're committing when we're when we're in those Ten Commandments, when we're looking at them, everything will fit. All of our sin will fit three through nine. Well, what comes out is a symptom. And that symptom leads right back to one, two, and ten. Amen. So one, two, and ten are the primaries, and these other ones are the symptoms. So, and you think about this. So not honoring your parents, what's that eventually going to lead to? You not honoring God. That's what it's going to lead to. It's going to be, it's rebelliousness. All right. Amen. And then what's the next one right after that? Thou shall not murder. So think about this. Does, does murder usually start with the person committing the act? No, they think about no. it first. That's right. It usually derives from a spirit of fear. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to murder. Fear. Well, who is the only person we should fear? It's the Lord God. your God. Mm -hmm. That's right. If you have fear of the Lord, you won't fear life. So it'll help you basically not to commit a murder and not to be angry at other people. I heard a sermon one time that said this. We, shall we should be living in a way. This is how you live in love. You love without, you, you learn not to be offended. We don't take offense of anything. No matter what. Jesus was nailed to a cross and he forgave the people who did it to him while he was hanging there. Not just afterwards, but I think there's a point of the fact that he did it while he was in pain. While he was suffering, not after the suffering was done, but while the suffering, suffering was occurring. He showed that his heart was attached to Christ, to Christ's heart was attached to God and God's way and God's will. 
So I think in that realm, that's a teaching of that commandment right there. He did not allow his heart to covet fearing other people and fearing death. He feared God more than he feared that. And he showed that there. So the next part, thou shalt not commit adultery. I want you to think about this. So every sexual sin that is committed is adultery. And then it leads to idolatry. So think about this. When when Paul is writing in 1 Corinthians, most people misunderstand 1 Corinthians chapter 6. What's happening is, is the temple, these temples had uh they had male and female prostitutes. And the purpose was is people would come up there, pay them, they would go into the temple and and do those type of activities, sexual activities with them, but they did it as a form of worship. Sex is a form of worship. So when we when we have it outside of the covenant of marriage, what happens is, is that is idolatry. Eventually, that's all sexual immorality is born from idolatry. All. Not, not one thing, not a few, all. So there's there's that commandment right there for you. And again, it just it's just your heart being misguided because of covetousness. And that means we're attached to the wrong things. The next commandment, thou shall not steal. That one's pretty much like adultery. You know, you're you're attaching your heart to something that you're not supposed to. Coveting so that sends what doesn't belong to you. Exactly. That, you know, you have to you're supposed to trust God to give you what you need, not take it from somebody else. Yeah. But I'll say this right here. If you're coveting what somebody else wants, and this is going to take just like when Jesus said to just look upon somebody and lust after them, you've already committed adultery in your heart. It's because he's referring to commandment number 10 and, and relates back to two that you've committed, you've, you've created an, an idol out of mm -hmm. something. Yeah. Well, stealing is no different you've coveted what somebody else has when you're doing that that's also stealing yeah. if you're if you change the pursuit of your life to have what somebody else has and that's the reason that's stealing yeah it's the same thing like when you commit adultery just like when you when you hate somebody you've already committed murder in your heart yeah when you rebel against God, you're breaking, you're breaking the fifth commandment. I mean, think about it. You're breaking that commandment to honor your father and your mother because honoring them was supposed to teach you not to be rebellious towards God. Yeah. That's right. Amen. So, so let me make sure I got these numbers right. I think I uh, confused them. Taking the Lord's name in vain is number three. All right. The Sabbath is number four. Uh, not honoring your mother and your father is number five. Number six is murder. Number seven is adultery. Number eight is stealing. And then number nine is when we don't honor the truth. And we use, and, and I'm going to say this, if we use the truth as a weapon against people, you're breaking commandment number nine. 
I've seen it done. I've had it done to me where, you know, when you tell the parts of the truth that make you look good and, uh, and you don't tell the parts, um, and you're not, you're not given the whole picture. That's the same as lying. Yeah. That's commandment number nine. It is, Mm -hmm. you know, Hey, and I've, we've always heard the old saying, all is fair in love and war. So the first, Hey, the first, (laughs) I'll say this, the first, uh, form or the all war and, and many times (laughs) luck can be like this is all based on deception, but that's commandment number nine. Yeah. Amen. You can, you can deceive by telling the truth. This is exactly why Jesus said, let your yes be yes, your no be no. Everything else comes from the evil one. <laughs> because the intent of your heart, when you tell the truth, yeah. matters just as much as you telling the truth. If you are using the truth as a weapon, that is both, that is idolatry. That is covetousness. It really is. So, as we think about those things, why do I tell you this? Because three through nine is a measure of your heart's condition. And if you are having an issue in three through nine, you need to look at 10 and two. What am I attached to? What am I creating idols out of? Man. Because that's what's going on at the spiritual level. Who is driving this? Where's the root of this? Where did this begin? Okay, so these are questions that you ask when you're when you're when you're diving deep into this. And God wanted his nation, Israel, he wanted his people, the Jewish nation of that time, and in our uh, us as Christians today, he wants us to question those things. Because in questioning that, what happens is is it leads us to dive deeper into it and to realize that these 10 commandments are our spiritual warfare guide. I I will tell you, if you read the book of Deuteronomy, go and spend six months in Deuteronomy. Learn, especially learn chapters four through 12. Those chapters will teach you everything you ever needed to know about spiritual warfare. Jesus in the wilderness, when he quoted the word of God and fought Satan, was quoting Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is not just a book of law. I've heard, I've talked to pastors, yeah, that's the law. Kind of like it's this other thing. First of all, the Torah, those five books are the most important five books of the Bible. Period. I don't care if you're Hebrew or Christian, because they set the tone and set the stage for everything else. Jesus comes out of these first five books, folks. Without Genesis 3, there's no need for Jesus. <laughs> I mean, there isn't. Because yeah, he, yeah. he was there already yeah. in spirit. He was there at the beginning. But he did not have to manifest himself as a man to come forgive us for our sins until Adam and Eve had sinned. Mm-hmm. That's where that starts. So we have to understand that. And and so made in perfection, we became imperfect. And so Christ had to come and perfect us again by becoming the perfect sacrifice for our sin. So that's that's the thing. And again, he goes right back. 
when they sinned, what were they doing? They were really questioning God's authority. Yeah. That's and, and Eve was coveting. And she got Adam to covet. And Adam should have put a stop to it, and he didn't. And instead, he coveted with her, therefore taking the fruit and committing idolatry. They questioned God's authority. They questioned yeah, I, his word, his truth. Uh, so this several years ago, I I had a vision of this. You know, not a not a glorious vision or anything like that. Just to to simplify it in my mind, you know, we know Jesus with the Father at creation and all that, and when man fell in the Garden of Eden, I can almost see Jesus say. All right, let me go clean up this mess. <laughs> you know, type thing, you know, like a parent would, you know, when uh, Johnny, don't spill the drink. All right, don't worry about it. I'll clean it up. You can almost picture that, like, oh man, the, uh, uh, all right, let me go get ready. I got to go down there and fix this. <laughs> you know, type, yeah. Amen. And that's exactly, and that's exactly what Jesus did. He fixed our problem. Yeah, amen, amen. You know, he, you know, a lot of people say Deuteronomy is the book of the law, but it's as you're saying, it, it's an explanation of what God expects of us, right? And amen. why? Yeah, Amen, Amen. And and the first five books of the Bible, you know, I mean, and the book of Revelation. I mean, you got to include that one because all that reflects the first five books. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Amen. Explain that for us one more time, because I think that's important. Sure. Well, hey, Deuteronomy, in a way, is a beginning. And God is really bringing into focus what's going on in the spirit. He's When he gives the Ten Commandments, he's really bringing it into focus how to honor him and why that's important. And... If you, if you continue to dive into the book of Deuteronomy, God is going to give you all kinds of life applications in that book. There are so many life applications in the book of Deuteronomy. I can't, I mean, we could, we could spend weeks on a podcast just talking about Deuteronomy. Yeah. Easy. That's how much is involved in Deuteronomy. We could take it from a historical. We could take it from walking in the spirit and spiritual warfare. We could take it in to doing a critical analysis of the whole entire word of God through the book of Deuteronomy. I mean, that's how in-depth Deuteronomy is, folks. I challenge every one of you to read that book. And what it'll do is it'll get you to read the rest of the Torah. You'll read Leviticus and Numbers, and it'll make the thing, it'll make it jump off the page. It will. It'll make Exodus jump off the page. It'll help you reading Genesis as well. So the Deuteronomy has that. But in a sense, Deuteronomy is a beginning. Moses is standing right outside the promised land on the plains of Moab, giving a sermon is basically what this is. It's a very long sermon, so and it, it stretches out over days. But what he's doing is he's giving a picture to the people, and it's kind of a it's kind of a pregame speech. You know, it's, it's, Hey, we're getting ready to go into postseason play here. This is for the championship. And he's the coach getting them prepared to go out there, except he's not going to be on the sidelines when they cross. That's going to be Joshua. 
he's gonna he's gonna appoint Joshua the new head coach when this when this happens at the very end because Moses is not allowed to cross and, and in Deuteronomy Moses even talks about why he defied God in a moment that he should have been demonstrating faith so the waters of Meribah yes of course yep. Amen. but Amen. anyway Deuteronomy is that book and it's a beginning of sorts for the nation of Israel. Revelation is an ending. It's an end point both for the church and for Israel. It's an end point of life as we know it on earth. It's an ending. It, it, is, yeah. it is the conclusion. And so Deuteronomy and Revelation are a total fit. If you think of it as, you know, think of it as a, as a puzzle that's just one long panoramic puzzle. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for today's portion of this interview with our good friend Scott Wright as he's been sharing with us about the Ten Commandments and, and how we can relate to the end times through the Ten Commandments. I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is really great information. I hope you're getting a lot out of it. I'm enjoying our discussions with Scott. As he's such a, a, a adamant student of the Bible and he is led by the Spirit to study these things and relate them to the end times and folks this is i mean this is just awesome and i hope you're getting a lot out of this be sure to come back for the conclusion of this episode and the, of this interview in the very next episode praise god and we'll see you then until then it's pastor bob Ramaya. be blessed in all that you do thank you for listening to today's episode of the kingdom crossroads podcast please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published with over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.